Welcome to The Workman's Table, a podcast all about learning and understanding biblical truths with the Great Shepherd's guidance. Here's your host, Eric Carpenter. Hello and welcome once again to another edition of The Workman's Table podcast. As always, we hope that this podcast finds you well, that you're learning and growing in His grace every day, you're studying the Word, and uh, you're maturing in your faith. Um, So, we're grateful that you're able to join us today, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll find some encouragement in what we study today, and maybe it'll uh, you know help uh, prompt you to do some greater study in what we uh, have to cover as well uh, at this point today. So, if as always, if you have any comments or questions or want any topic to be discussed in future podcasts, just uh, email us at uh, theworkmanstable at hotmail.com. And uh, we'll be glad to cover whatever topics you may have. So um, just again, that's uh, the workman's table at hotmail.com. What we're going to cover today is a, probably a controversial portion of Romans, uh, the book of Romans, uh, chapter 9. That's a couple verses that we're going to talk about. And you really get a glimpse of the character of, of, of Yahushua and, and uh, Yahuwah, Yahushua, Yahuwah, um, and, you know, how much power and sovereignty he has. Uh, you'll know once I read these verses. But let's keep in mind Psalm 24.1 when we read this. Uh, it says, The earth and the fullness thereof are his. Uh, he owns everything. So the owner always gets to control all aspects of what they own. And no one else questions it because they're the owner. So let's keep that in mind as we're, we're looking through today's uh, episode as we read you know, what seem to be hard verses to, to uh, fathom or comprehend or take in. So let's go to Romans 9.15 and let's read it. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. So it basically says, I will whom I will, and I will whom I will for compassion and mercy. And essentially, that's his decision. That's his business. And some might seem that's kind of unfair, but listen, he's the rightful owner of all things. You know, Paul later says in there, but who are you, old man? You know, who are you to question the creator? So we need to be careful uh, what we think and how we think about these verses. Uh, If you go to 21 where paul says uh, does not the potter have power over the clay from the same lump to make one vessel for honor and another for dishonor so we're going to take a look at some scriptures that talk about him having compassion on whom we have compassion and mercy on mercy and raising vessels for honor and dishonor so let's go to first samuel 15 uh chapter 10 or excuse me first samuel chapter 15 verse 10 through 23 is what we're going to read this is right after um yahuwah had commanded saul to go in and destroy, utterly destroy the Amalekites um, uh, before him. And uh, we're going to pick up, you know, the, you know, right after that incident occurred. Now the word of Yahuwah came to Samuel saying, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel. And he cried out to Yahuwah all night. So when Samuel rose early in the morning to meet Saul, it was told Samuel saying, Saul went to Carmel. And indeed, he set up a monument for himself, and he has gone on around, passed by, and gone down to Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of Yahuwah. I have performed the commandment of Yahuwah. But Samuel said, What then is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears, and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? And Saul said, 
They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to Yahuwah your Elohim, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said to Saul, Be quiet, and I will tell you what Yahuwah said to me last night. And he said to him, Speak on. So Samuel said, When you were little in your own eyes, were you not head of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Yahuwah anoint you king over Israel? Now Yahuwah sent you on a mission and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of Yahuwah? Why did you swoop, why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of Yahuwah? And Saul said to Samuel, But I have obeyed the voice of Yahuwah and gone on the mission on which Yahuwah sent me and brought back Agag, king of Amalek. I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the plunder of the sheep and oxen and the best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice to Yahuwah your Elohim and Gilgal. So Samuel said, Has Yahuwah as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of Yahuwah? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of Yahuwah, he has rejected you also from be- he also has rejected you from being king. So that's pretty harsh. But you have to understand, there's also a verse that says, To whom much is given, much more shall be required. The whole kingdom was given to Saul to oversee. So much is required of him. And so he was held to a high regard, high standard. Uh, And so Yahuwah made sure that he was punished, and of course, rightly so. The king, Yahuwah, as was, was utterly righteous in, in doing what he did to, to Saul. Um, it seems as though, you know, it, it looked as though it didn't, didn't look like if there was any repenting that, that Samuel or that Saul could do would change Yahuwah's mind. It appears that way. And we don't know if, if Saul had ever tried to repent, but, um, you know, we know the rest of the story um, later on and how he persecuted David and, and uh, just continued to, be uh, angry and and what have you. So um, the book of Jonah, if you go to it, I'm not going to read the whole story of Jonah, but of course you know that uh, Jonah was instructed by Yahuwah to go to the city of Nineveh and preach to them and tell them to repent. Uh, for if they wouldn't, you know, Yahuwah was going to destroy them uh, for their sins. And of course, Nineveh, we all know, or excuse me, we all know Jonah just took off, fled, got on a ship, started sailing, and storm came. He got thrown overboard, got swallowed by the fish, stayed in the belly for three days, got spit out, did it as he was told, and now we, we come to the end of the story. And here's Jonah, that he's, he's angry that Yahuwah didn't destroy the city. He wanted to see it destroyed, apparently. So let's read it. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly. This is Jonah chapter 4. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he became angry. So he prayed to Yahuwah and said, Ah, Yahuwah, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore, I fled previously to Tarshish. For I know that you are a gracious and merciful Elohim, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. Therefore now, O Yahuwah, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Then Yahuwah said, Is it right for you to be angry? So Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city. There he made himself a shelter and sat under it in the shade till he might see what would become of the city. And Yahuwah Elohim prepared a plant and made it come up over Jonah. 
that it might be shade for his head to deliver him from his misery. So Jonah was very grateful for the plant. But as the morning dawned the next day, Elohim prepared a worm, and it so damaged the plant that it withered. And it happened when the sun arose that Elohim prepared a vehement east wind, and the sun beat on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. Then he wished death for himself and said, It is better for me to die than to live. Then Elohim said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the plant? And he said, It is right for me to be angry even to death. But Yahuwah said, You have had pity on the plant for which you have not labored, nor made it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left, and much livestock? So, again, this is an instance of where Yahuwah is having compassion on whom he will have compassion and mercy on whom he will have mercy. His, again, his decision, his choice, his will. So now we go to uh, Exodus, uh, or excuse me, Acts chapter 5, 1 through 11. We look at Ananias and Sapphira, and we, we see an instance here of strict, harsh punishment. But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to Elohim. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, Yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of Yahuwah? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet, breathed her last, and the young men came in, found her dead, carrying her out, buried her by her husband, so great fear came upon all the church and all those who heard upon all those who heard these things. Again, here's an instance. You know, don't lie to the Holy Spirit. Uh, we know that uh, blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is not forgivable. So we got to be careful. Uh, we look at Mark fourteen twenty one, or no, excuse me, Exodus chapter nine. I keep skipping ahead here. Exodus chapter nine, verse sixteen through seventeen. Let's look at Pharaoh. And how Yahuwah tells Pharaoh exactly uh, that which Paul alludes to in Romans chapter 9 about being raised as a vessel for honor or a vessel for dishonor. Of course, we know Pharaoh was being raised as a vessel for dishonor because he hardened his heart against Yahuwah. So let's go there in Exodus 9, verse 16 through 17. And this is what Yahuwah says to Pharaoh. But indeed, for this purpose, I have raised you up that I might show my power in you and that my name may be declared in all the earth. As yet you exalt yourself against my people and that you will not let them go. Again, Pharaoh being raised as a vessel for dishonor at that moment. Then we go to Mark 14, 21, and we learn about Judas Iscariot and his, his uh, disposition. Uh, Mark 14, 21, Yahushua says, The Son of Man indeed goes just as is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had never been born. So, again, a vessel for dishonor to uh, ensure that, you know, the plan of salvation and, and what was foretold in prophecy and, and Yahuwah's plan all along would be fully executed. 
And Judas was a part of that. Uh, and then we go to Jeremiah chapter 1. We look at a vessel for honor. Um, Jeremiah 1, 4 through 5. Uh, the word of Yahuwah came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So there's Jeremiah. Here's an instance of where Jeremiah was raised as a vessel for honor for the father. And he knew Jeremiah before he even formed him in the womb. So it was something he had in his mind before Jeremiah, before he brought Jeremiah onto this earth. And lastly, we go to Jubilees chapter 32, verses 17 through 20. And this foreshadows Yahushua, who obviously is due all honor. And his ministry was full of honor. And his ministry uh, glorified the Father. And he fulfilled the Father's will and did his Father's uh, plan. And so Yahuwah appeared to, uh, and this is, a, he appeared to Jacob, um, and this is uh, this an account of when he appeared to Jacob. So we're going to read Jubilees um, 17 through 20. And Yahuwah appeared to him by night and blessed him and said to him, Your name shall, be not, shall not be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. And he said to him again, I am Yahuwah who created the heaven and the earth. And I will increase you and multiply you exceedingly, and kings shall come forth from you. And they shall judge everywhere the foot of the sons of men have trodden. And I will give to your seed all the earth which is under heaven, and they shall judge all the nations according to their desires. And after that they shall get possession of the whole earth and inherit it forever. And he finished speaking with him, and he went up from him. And Jacob looked till he had ascended into heaven. Now, we all know that Yahushua is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And of course, Judah is one of the 12 sons of Jacob. So this we see for, you know, this is foreshadowing Yahushua, who is worthy of all honor and fulfilled uh, the plan of salvation, died upon the cross for our sins, rose again, on the third day and now sits at the right hand of the father with the scepter that shall never pass from his hand and he will reign forever so just wanted to look at a couple of these things of uh where he has compassion on whom he has compassion and mercy we ask mercy and vessels for honor and vessels for dishonor and again paul says who are you O man to to question you know these things uh we got to recognize that you know yahushua owns all things he owns the earth and everything in it so he's the rightful owner. He, he gets to dictate all terms. So I just want you to contemplate that and just something to chew on, um, just a little bit here to, to study and, uh, you know, expand upon uh, in your own time. So, um, again, if you got questions, just let us know. And uh, um, let us know at uh, the workman's table at hotmail.com. And until next time, study to show thyself approved. <laughs>